Hello and welcome into the water break. I am McLean. I got Will and Cy here with me. We're continuing to dominate our show virtually um, and on this Friday night. So uh, welcome into our sports show. We're going to kick it off with 4 and 4, bringing you news from 4 sports in 4 minutes. Uh, Cy, you want to kick us off with some basketball? Yeah, sure. So the main thing that's happening in basketball right now is Russell Westbrook of the Houston Rockets is being traded to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. And uh, that was like a very big free agent move, but it's kind of it's kind of weird because Westbrook, it's his third team in three years. So it doesn't seem like he's very much of a team player, but um, hopefully he can do well with Bradley Beal in Washington. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, there's not much else going on. And LeBron signed a new contract which extended him to, I think, the 2022 to 2023 season, which makes the chances of him being able to play in the NBA with his son a lot higher if, like, Bronny makes it over there. So that's interesting. Interesting. All right. Yeah, now now for hockey. I mean, it is the offseason, so not a whole lot's going on. But the NHL did just announce a couple, like, about a day ago that they're kind of waiting to see what they're going to do for the season. But they also did say that somewhere around mid-January could be a possible opening point, depending on how cases look in all parts of the country, really. And then a couple teams have actually considered playing home games inside uh among those, the Boston Bruins and the LA Kings, uh, both of which have are in just huge cities, near huge cities, and they're also near a lot of teams, so I think it could be possible, and it would be really cool, kind of like a winter series sort of vibe. Anyways, not really that much else going on in hockey right now, kind of just waiting for the season to start, um, and aside from that, we'll go on to football. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh... I think Will got his card messed up because it's baseball news for this part. Uh, oh, sorry. Free, yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, free agency is uh, currently happening. Um, it was the it uh, last uh, Tuesday, I believe, was the last day for uh, arbitration eligible players to you know receive a guaranteed contract. Uh, as expected, the Seattle Mariners offered. Uh, a contract to everyone who's arbitration eligible. That's J.P. Crawford, Mitch Haniger, and who else? Uh, Marco Gonzalez. So uh, nobody's going to leave the Mariners, but uh, Colton Wong of the Cardinals was just added into the free agent pool. For more uh, MLB news, shameless plug, you can go listen to my other show, The Hot Corner, Tuesday mornings uh, at 8 a.m. And uh, now that my plug is done, we're going to move over to uh, NFL football. Uh, who wants to start us off? I mean, is it really a show if you don't plug if you don't plug your other ones? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a good way to start us off. It feels like we're just at home, back in the studio. Uh, yeah, it, it's just like we're back in the studio. You know, me basically <laughs> plugging all of my other content. Uh, Will talking about hockey. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, but how about them Seahawks? Yeah, let's go. DK I Metcalf. Mean, I think he had like. Over 200 yards. Not quite that many. He uh, 170 was his final tally. I think it was 170. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, man. So now he leads the league in yards. So all the DK haters, I don't know. He's looking pretty good. And this is his second year in the season. I'm so excited to see what like he kind of has in store for us. Yeah, he's uh, knocking on the door of 1,100 receiving yards on the season. He's uh, somewhere around 1090, I believe. Um, first in the league in receiving yards, about 20 ahead of Tyreek Hill. Um, 
he's, you know, really developed into the number one receiver that the Seahawks really haven't had in a long time. I mean, their quote quote number one guy has always been somebody, you know, small and shifty like Doug Baldwin or Tyler Lockett, but adding a traditional like NFL big bodied perimeter receiver, you know, it opens up a whole new uh opens up a whole new playbook for this offense. You know, now they can beat you in all sorts of types of ways. Yeah, and especially for Russ, I think it'll really help his uh, chance for the MVP candidacy, which he has kind of fallen off this year, I would say, just in the last couple of weeks. Haven't, hasn't been quite performing at an MVP level, but he's certainly still in contention along with Mahomes, Rodgers, maybe Josh Allen. There's a couple names up there, I think. Who else, who else would you guys say has a shot at it? It's uh, it's Mahomes's race to lose at this point. Um, you know, before last week, I would have said that Kyler Murray maybe had a puncher's chance. Um, but you know, I think your your dark horse, I think it might be Derrick Henry. You know, the MVP has always been a skill position players award, and it's most of the time a quarterback who you know takes home the honors. But I think Derrick Henry, uh, could be the first running back to win the award since Adrian Peterson back in 2012. If he does, you know, continue on this like torrid pace that he's at, he's single-handedly you know turning the Titans from you know a middle of the road team into a you know the team that nobody wants to play right now. Yeah, he is exactly what Ezekiel Elliott should be right now. But the Cowboys, for whatever reason, they don't feed him enough, I think. But they've also just had their problems. Their team's injured. I think their season's pretty much over. They got just destroyed by the Washington football team this week. It was pretty embarrassing, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mike McCarthy, he's never really done much for his running backs. I mean, you saw as soon as McCarthy left Green Bay, you saw what a weapon Aaron Jones became once he started getting more touches. And I mean, we saw saw him spend a high draft pick on Eddie Lacy way back in his tenure with the Packers and then proceed to not use him at all. And I believe Lacy is out of the league right now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, not... um, There is... uh, not a lot of uh, history of running backs finding success in uh, Mike McCarthy's scheme, and Zeke is just you know the next the next running back in a long line to get mismanaged by McCarthy. Yeah, so so what do you guys think about the uh, upcoming games this week? I know we got a couple big ones, especially considering the Seahawks, even though we're not like playing a very good team, but there's certain like we got the Rams Cardinals going on. That's going to be huge for our divisional standing. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm hoping that the Cardinals beat the Rams because the Rams are really biting at our heels right now. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. I mean, the Rams, they play very good football. They they play like a 1970s style uh, football that'll beat you on the ground, making easy throws for Jared Goff and playing solid defense, being able to stop both the run and the pass. You know, this is a team that's built to win without having a good quarterback, which is, of course, the exception to the rule. Um, Jared Goff is a game manager at best. Um, but I think that they've got enough to, uh, to, to, to get past these cards. I mean, Kyler Murray has shown that... I, I think he had to have been roughed up in that Seattle game. Um, against, against the Bills, he did win it on that Hail Mary, but... Um, Against the Patriots, he just really didn't look sharp, and his rushing ability was clearly not what it was earlier in the season. His shoulders has to be bothering him, and he's not carrying the ball, which is where he's best. 
You know, he's um he can try to play the game like a like a pocket passer with scrambling ability, but truth be told, he's, you know, a running playmaker quarterback who can also throw the ball. You know, the the running comes first and if he can't do that, well then he's just not a very good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Any other football stuff you guys want to talk about? Because I have another topic of my own that's kind of different from this. I'm sure you guys have heard it. Uh, it's the Evander Kane, Logan Paul thing, which is, I don't know how much traction that has. I don't know if actually any of listeners will understand what that is. But basically, I mean, everyone knows who Logan Paul is. He's a famous YouTuber. He ended up fighting KSI. Um and now with the whole the whole Jake Paul Nate Robinson thing, Evander Kane has kind of been talking on Twitter. They've all been talking on Twitter, talking smack and that kind of stuff. And there's a possibility for a fight between uh, Kane and Logan Paul, which I think would be quite one sided. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. What do you guys think about that? Uh, well, personally, I mean, the whole ideals of like YouTube celebrities, you know, trying to branch out into other careers, it's it's never really sat right with me. And I can't think of I can't even name one YouTuber who's gone on to have a successful career outside of YouTube. Maybe it feels kind of weird. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe that's because I'm like, you know, 78 years old at heart. But like, I really I can't even name one YouTuber that's like even done something notable outside of YouTube. Like but the other the other issue i have is um i know that a lot of uh professional athletes when they sign a contract with their team normally there will be terms in their contracts that forbid them from like dangerous activity like uh did you know that Derek carr in his contract extension with the oakland raiders uh it was actually forbidden from playing paintball did he <laughs> did he have like a paintball injury in his past or something no it's just apparently they just said that he couldn't play paintball and i think mariota when he signed with the raiders had the same thing interesting have they had do you know if they've had any problems with that in the past or what? i i would imagine they had like some practice squad quarterback in like 2008 maybe it was terrell Pryor. who knows but like probably some some uh quarterback like shot their eye out playing paintball i <laughs> i don't know but there's got to be a story there yeah that's true that's so um, random though like i don't i've never heard of anything like that but yeah um my point is uh is that kane probably has like a a paintball clause or something similar that probably would prevent him from uh mma fighting certainly yeah, yeah. i think i think it would be an interesting fight to watch though i would love to see look because i mean logan paul uh, the paul brothers have came a long way with all the boxing stuff like i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of impressed by it uh, especially from where they started. But they're no match for a professional dude like Kane. I think he's been basically grew up with a dad that was a professional boxer. He's been doing it since he was a little kid. He beats up guys in the NHL for a living. He's super tough. I just don't, I can't see it happening for any of the Pauls. I can't yeah, see them me, winning. Me either. I, I don't mean, know. Sai, you think anything about this? I mean, I think if it were an MMA fight, Logan Paul might have the advantage because I think he was like all state for wrestling in high school. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> that's going to be a good fight. Well, let me tell you, Creed's not on the show. Creed was in wrestling, but he's um, he's out. He's taking the SAT right now, um, which is, you know, not how I would want to be spending my Friday night. But he's actually he's um, he's not taking the SAT. He's doing a like practice and stuff for it. Yeah, I think um, he has it in a couple days or something like he's that. He's got it. Uh, he's got it on Saturday. So tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but he's but he's uh, practicing for the for the SAT, which is you know not uh, my idea of a Fred, and I don't know about you guys, um, but he's um, he he did wrestling for a while, and I um, I did wrestling for a, a bit too. I still know all the rules, and I could probably pin somebody if they weren't a wrestler. Um, but it's it's pretty different from what they do in MMA uh, fights, you know, like. Even what what Kane does uh, in the NHL, you know, fighting somebody when you're on skates, that's I'd argue that's probably closer to to wrestling than um, than uh, you know a lot of the uh, fights that you see on TV nowadays. It's pretty crazy, you know. Uh, wrestling, especially the kind that they practice in high schools, Greco-Roman wrestling, it's so much more a sport of you know balance, control, uh, stuff like that than it is than MMA, which is more about just beating the crap out of somebody until you can knock them out you know yeah. uh, it doesn't it doesn't really transfer it means that i'm sure logan paul if he really was all state in wrestling i'm sure it means he's strong but like other than that not much of the skills will transfer over it's a it's a very different skill set yeah and i've seen a lot of things where like him and jake are also saying that they could go competitive with it and i'm like okay you beat up some some random basketball player and you did okay against another youtuber but i think there's such a huge jump i mean i don't know that much about boxing but there's in any sport there's a huge jump from playing it pretty well in front of a big crowd to doing it professionally and i think he doesn't understand that i beat my brother 52 to 7 in madden but you don't see me going pro in the nfl exactly yeah I don't know. It's interesting. I think I think Kane would pound him, and I I think the whole hockey community would love to see that fight. But I just do not think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... Um. So anyway, if uh, if that's it for that, do you guys want to talk about one other big game? I think is going to have major playoff implications, uh, which is the Titans and Browns. Yeah. I I mean. I think the Browns are one of the most overrated teams in the in playoff contention right now, and I think a lot of people would agree with me with that. And I certainly think the Titans have the advantage in this in this matchup, but Nick Chubb will be returning, so it's it'll certainly shake things up, I think. So what do you guys a, think? We get a battle of two premier running backs. I think both of these uh teams, I think they'll both look to, you know, slow down the game and try to manage the clock so that they can have the ball last and i think that'll ultimately be what decides it you know when we look at um excuse me when we look at mike rabel's history as a head coach um just from watching a bunch of titans games he's had the ball last almost every time he's a very smart head coach when it comes to clock management so yeah he should be able to win that and win the field position battle kevin uh kevin stefanski i think Kevin Stefanski was one of my favorite hires last offseason. Uh, what he did for Minnesota was pretty was pretty big, and of course I say that now when Creed's on the show so that he can't, you know, he doesn't have it on recording that I praised the Vikings or anything. But, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski, he's, um, he's really been able to turn the Browns uh, into a relevant franchise again by utilizing Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb as more pieces of the offense rather than putting Baker in the driver's seat. So I predict uh, that this game will probably last for less than two and a half hours. This one will be over quickly. Um, both teams run pretty cl- like clock grind style offenses. I don't think either quarterback will pass for 200 yards. Um, and I think Tennessee ultimately comes out on top. Sai, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I would say that just Tennessee's just been a more complete team. And I don't think 
I don't think they can really compete with Derrick Henry. Not going to lie. Like, they might slow him down a bit, but he's just going to run all over them. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland, they are getting uh, Miles Garrett back, so that might be pretty impactful. I I mean, in my opinion, I think this is going to be an absolute blowout for the Titans. If you look at the, the Browns' schedule, they've lost three games this season to the Ravens, to the Steelers, and to the Raiders. In all of those games, the highest score across those three games that the Browns put up was seven in one game. They put up six, six, and seven across wow. those three games. And those are the only decent teams they've played this year. They played the Jaguars, barely beat them. The Eagles, barely beat them. The Texans, barely beat them. The Bengals, twice, barely beat them twice. The Cowboys, it was a bit bit closer, but not too close. And then they beat the football team. So as yeah. for their schedule, I think the only decent team that they've actually managed to win against is the Colts. Uh, Will, how many points did they put up against the football team? Uh, they actually put managed to put up 34. Which 34. I think, is that the most? No, they've put up 37. No, they put up 49 against the Cowboys, but I don't know if that counts. It's the Cowboys. So 37. <laughs> the reason I ask is because the football team is actually built uh, pretty similarly to the Browns, you know? the uh, Or to the Titans defense, my pardon. You know, the um, the football team defense is, you know, top heavy with a lot of talent in uh in the front four and in the secondary with you know not much in the middle uh when the browns played against the football team landon collins was healthy and he's you know similar to kevin byard for the titans um but the football team also has some you know great pass rushers in um in ryan kerrigan who like Ryan Kerrigan, he doesn't get a lot of sacks, but he does get a lot of pressures, and he plays similarly to Jadavion Clowney, who's, you know, been a disappointment when it comes to getting sacks, but he's been in the backfield a lot and stuffed the run very well. So I believe that the football team is probably, like, the defensively at least, that's the closest team to the Titans that the Browns have faced. Okay, but uh, to be fair, Dwayne Haskins managed to turn over the ball three times that game with interceptions, so that I mean, would certainly help the Browns without even having to go up against the, the defense, really. So I don't really know. I, I wouldn't say that it was so much the, the defense not being good versus just Dwayne Haskins kind of being trash and throwing interceptions. That's true, but maybe they can pressure Tannehill. Maybe with uh with the return of Miles Garrett, maybe they'll force Tannehill into making some stupid decisions. The uh the Titans receiving core is not exactly, you know, top tier. I mean yeah. AJ Brown is a solid wideout. Um, but other than That's that about it. other than that, can anyone name another skill position player? Yeah. Go on, they, I'll I mean, wait. They used to have Delaney Walker, but <laughs> So um, a season ago, there was Delaney Walker. Cl clearly not anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be Henry's game to win or lose, but I just think Henry's such a dominant player. I can't see him losing this game for the Titans. Yeah. Um. So we got all three of us are picking the Titans. I think it'll be close, but you guys think it'll be more of a blowout? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Uh, do you know which game is our Sunday night? We always like to bind off picking, uh, by picking that one. Hold on. Let me check. I think <laughs> we're so professional. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, that is the Broncos Chiefs. All right. Oh, Chiefs. wow. What a hard prediction. Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I'll see. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> awesome. I don't think it's much of a competition looking at the Broncos quarterback situation. Uh, I, I hope it's gotten better. Is it going to be Brett Rippon again? I, I'm not sure. 
And <laughs> Philip Lin- Lindsay might not even play too. So I think Yikes. Broncos. Yeah, they're just. I mean, come on, it's not. I think it's time. I I kind of want to see Kendall Hinton, you know, start another game. I, I'll say it. I love Wildcat offenses. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Is plays drawn up with the Wildcat. I want to see Kendall Hinton again. And I think yeah. if uh, if the Broncos do manage to beat the Chiefs, this will be the upset yeah. of the century, and Kendall Hinton will have a statue erected in front of Mile High. I could see that happening. A little like Nick <laughs> Foles situation. Hinton. They'll probably like demolish Elvis Dummerville's statue, and then Hinton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I you like have Wildcat. to win him a Super Bowl. I like Wildcat and all, but they're gonna have to put up more than three points if they want to win. Certainly, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess this is it from us at the water break. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us on 88.9 The Bridge, and please stay tuned for more music and conversation that that spans generations. Uh, happy Friday night, y'all, and have a great weekend.